because despite all of the difficulties, I don't think I would be as confident in myself or comfortable as I am today without having been put through all of that. So I can really lean on the benefits versus all of the struggles and just take them for what they were, which were events that did shape me despite being very hard. I'll have what she's having. Welcome to another edition of Digital Confidence Podcast. So, hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is the She Talks Confidence Podcast. I'm Tony, your host as usual. And of course, this week, another very special guest. It's Alexa Federico. Alexa, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're on. This subject, we just talked right before the show. And this subject matter is super endearing to me. And of course, I'm not a woman and I like to get women's perspective. This is about women's confidence. You being a functional nutritionist, it's about feeling good. It's about health, physical health in relation to confidence and how important that is. And I believe your specialty is ulcerative colitis and And Crohn's disease, correct? Exactly. Because of your own experience, right? There's always the origin story in terms of how people got to where they are and why they're doing what they're doing. I'd like to start there and then work towards where you're at now and how you help your clients and how confidence took a real hit uh, when you don't feel good and when you don't feel part of it, you can't really be a part of things and then how that progressed and how you deal with it now and how you help your clients with it right now. To take it all the way back to the start, it's been 17 years since that journey began for me. I was 12 years old, so very young And I ended up getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune condition and falls under the umbrella of inflammatory bowel disease. And this sort of came out of the blue for me, had been a healthy child, nothing too remarkable about my health history until that point. And there were several months where it was clear my health was degrading. And unfortunately, it started off very challenging in the sense that not only was I experiencing health issues, but I was not getting the help or being evaluated properly from my healthcare teams. Is it because stuff wasn't available or they didn't know at all? Or is it just because nobody that you were around specifically had any idea? It's tough to say. This condition is definitely, at the time even so, was definitely known. Mm. It honestly was more negligence. And disregarding the symptoms, just calling them normal things that were happening. To me, it's hard to believe that happened as a mother brings in a 12-year-old that is having all of this GI upset, that is losing weight, is just not herself, is really tired all the time. And to say that is normal and okay for, for any child is just hard to imagine. But that is what I faced over and over until I got to a point where I was just too sick to ignore. And Mm -hmm. I was referred to a specialist and that's where I got the diagnosis. So it took a few Mm -hmm. months of that progression for me to continue getting worse, unfortunately, but eventually was referred out and got that diagnosis. That happens a lot, doesn't it? It happens quite often. And Um, I still see very similar stories 17 years later in my work that I'm doing today, which is unfortunate, but as part of my greater mission to change that and, and help my clients advocate for themselves. But yeah, I found myself at 12 years old with a chronic 
which means incurable autoimmune condition that was about to turn my life upside down in ways that I had never imagined possible. So that is where it all started. And certainly its impacts have been fluctuating up and down over the years, but ultimately have led me to the work I am doing now in my business. Did you get the whole thing where it's all in your head or, oh, you're, you're overdoing it or you're overplaying it or any, did you get any of that? I absolutely did get that. I've been brushed aside, had my pain minimized many times. And it's such a belittling feeling when you feel your connection to life and to health is this person in front of you and they're just brushing you aside. It's really tough. Yeah, see, that's the worst part. And especially for a 12-year-old or 13-year-old, a young girl that's going through this, you're at that point just trying to figure your own stuff out, just trying to connect from mind to body to soul to create some level of identity, to have some understanding of who you are. Because once you get up to that age, everything's a question mark, right? I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I fit in. I don't know whether... And then to have people second guess you or to try to tell you that whatever signals that your body is giving you is not correct, or you should try to disregard them and just follow another path and and, and be in pain. And it doesn't align you to really being who you are as whole and complete. How did that affect you from developing a core level of confidence and understanding of yourself at that time and moving forward into teens and young adult. Yeah, I really feel that was a big piece of why I turned inward. And that's the visual I have of myself when I'm looking back at where I started. And I was a more shy, introverted child to begin with, but this definitely pushed me more into that. And I feel those experiences plus the physical pain that I was experiencing that others didn't get and that professionals weren't fully acknowledging really made me turn even more inward and inside. And it made me develop this sense of not wanting to be seen, not wanting eyes on me, not feeling worthy of of attention or other good things. And that followed me into college. It wasn't until after college that I realized this pattern had been happening for years. What led you to finally be honest with yourself and move forward in terms of your own truth? It was a combination of things. It was a a new level of physical healing that I had reached. And I feel that when I got to that point, I was taken out of survival mode, where for so many years, college particularly was tough being away from home, you don't have the best food, alcohol, stress. It was the perfect storm of some tricky years with my Crohn's. And so it was after college that I was getting back to a routine. And so I could work on my physical health more. I ended up having a surgery related to IBD that did propel me forward in my health. I also got into talk therapy for the first time in my life. And I was also putting myself into the dating world for the first time truly in my life. And it was all of these experiences that helped me see my thought patterns and how I viewed myself in the past. So it was definitely a combination of things. But once I saw that, it was so clear to see how distorted my view of myself and how impacted my confidence and my self-worth was from these past experiences. And I was like, wow, I understand what they say when things like childhood traumas follow you. I get it now. Like it's impacting how I view myself in dating and my worth in general. 
that all happened when I was 12 or it started then. Mm-hmm. And I was able to see how that, that those sort of experiences can actually really follow you. Yeah, through the most impressionable years that you've gone through that. And in terms of getting out there and finding yourself and getting into the dating and going into you know, relationships. It, when you're in high school and getting into college and starting with the dating routine or starting with the going out and being more social, mean more independent and social, what did you find were the biggest obstacles because of the fact that you were dealing with this and really trying to keep it a secret, I would assume? Is that what was happening? I was not so much afraid to discuss the Crohn's. So it's interesting because that I wasn't too shy about sharing, mm-hmm. but it's still, it was th- what the Crohn's had put me through. And plus all of kind of the medical gaslighting trauma and all of the difficult things I had to get myself through still really impacted my confidence and self-worth. So like on the surface, I could talk about Crohn's and I was okay with that, but its effect was just much deeper. But the, again, the physical, my body changed a lot from Crohn's and especially middle school through college, your body is important as a young woman and you put emphasis on it. And so there were times that I couldn't help it, but was very underweight. And someone may look at me and first glance wonder if I had some sort of disordered eating going on because I was that thin. And obviously I, I did not like that, how it felt mentally or physically. And so when my body would go through a cycle of being very thin, I would, again, pull in and, and not want to be seen. So that made the social aspect hard too. And being next to my friends that had normal health and went through puberty and stable weight and everything, it was hard to feel like them. Was it more inward or outward in terms of where the pain was at that time? I definitely had the feeling of why me? And it was never directed towards friends specifically, but yeah, I definitely looked at everyone around me and felt like, why am I being put through this? My life is so complicated and so hard and they get to be carefree and look good and feel good. And there was a lot of that, like why me feeling for several years, all those formative years, I felt it because I felt a piece of my adolescence was robbed from me a little bit. In looking back in and being able to see things a lot more clearly, is it something you still have to deal with? And what do you do to pattern interrupt that and to bring yourself back into your empowered self now? Truly, I don't really have those moments. Mm -hmm. And I have done so much work to get here. There was definitely a transition phase where I would still have those and need to bring myself back. And I would say even up to four to five years ago, I was in the process of really separating myself from those old beliefs. But I really have done so much inner work and like throwing myself into the situations that had made me uncomfortable before to get here. It was a true perspective shift that took a while, but I have taken this experience and having Crohn's as a superpower, not to sound cliche or anything, but Mm -hmm. it has, despite all of the difficulties, I don't think I would be as confident in myself or comfortable as I am today without having been put through all of that. So I can really lean on the benefits versus all of the struggles and just take them for what they were, which were events that did shape me despite being very hard. And I don't want to do them again. (laughs) The second that you fully, truly accept that, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think this is what I heard, 
that's when you, you, the true confidence really, you set your base and you set your foundation. You were able to work off of that once you let go and surrendered to really what was and look at it in terms of this is just, I can look at this one of two ways and to look at it to empower you and to be a part of your identity and working forward. Is that what happened? 100%. And I would say four years ago was the most significant year where that really launched forward for me. That was a big change year for me. And I fully embraced who I am and changed my beliefs around myself, my self-worth of this story that I am this very shy and introverted and reclusive person. I really physically separated myself from that story. And I say that year, I laughed more than I had in my entire life. It was like, oh, I used to think it was so hard to make me laugh. And here this year that I really stepped into myself, I was laughing all the time. I became this more carefree, lighthearted person. And I was simply removing that old identity that this is me, shy, introverted, doesn't want the spotlight, can't ever rock the boat, doesn't feel worthy, and began to step into this more confident, self-loving person. And the change was a complete 180. It's almost hard to describe. It's like a, two different chapters of my life. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating? Because when somebody goes through, especially with young girls, young people in general, when they go through something traumatic like that during those formative years, they look at it like not them. They split. It's more of like, like almost it's not a personality split. It's an identity split to where they look at all of that stuff like it's, and not, I'm not saying victim, but the, the why me, like you said, and all the issues that typically don't come up. And they look at that like it's not them. This isn't me. This is just something I'm dealing with. Yet the second that you actually accepted the fact that it was you and it was a part of you and it was just a part of that foundation that you could build from, that's when you surrendered and let go and things fell into place. Was there something specific that happened four years ago that brought that to light? Yes, it was my IBD surgery. Okay. And I had an acute infection going on, but aside from resolving the infection, that surgery also, they did a little bit more cleanup in there. And with IBD, scar tissue can develop from chronic inflammation. And so that had been contributing to my difficulty gaining weight consistently and my energy. And so it was like a reset. And I had been a nutritionist already for a few years at that time. I had my own functional doctor. So I felt like I got this clean slate. So it was the year before leading up to the surgery was very difficult and dark and very painful. But post-surgery, I was healing from that acute issue. And it also gave me a clean start for the rest of my body to physically heal and get a restart. And in tandem, my mindset and confidence changed too. What was the process that you went through in terms of accepting that foundational true confidence along with getting better physical wise? After my surgery, it was not a conscious decision. I didn't know I was going to feel so amazing in these ways. I thought it was just a quick fix for the acute issue. Mm -hmm. But post-surgery, I took weeks to heal but I am realizing, oh, this is what normal people feel like. There's no pain every day. And I have this energy. And that's when I got the urge to be more social. I found myself laughing more. For the first time, I was excited at the aspect of moving out of my parents' house and living on my own, something that I wasn't sure I was actually going to want to do because I just didn't feel I had it in me. That's when I got the excitement to start dating very intentionally and more seriously. 
So it followed it. And it comes back to, I think, I had to get out of that physical survival mode. And once that felt like it was being taken care of, those other beautiful parts of life that are tied to your emotions and your confidence and wanting more out of life than just getting by every day, the floodgates opened for those. If you didn't get the surgery and you were still dealing with the physical pain, do you think you would have come to that realization? And Because I'm assuming that you doing what you're doing now, we're going to transition into you helping other women in this process. Sometimes they don't, and sometimes they don't find solutions or something to take the edge off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, then would you have found a way to get to the point where you're at now? I think I would have gotten maybe halfway here. I'm really not sure I would have gotten all the way here where I am today because physical pain holding you back really is quite impactful and makes you feel stuck sometimes and small and you don't have the energy to be this confident person. So I do think I was getting there already and just the more I walk through life, the more I want a more aligned life and fulfilling life. And I had gotten to the point where I was open to therapy, which I hadn't been before. So I think, you know, that would have continued to help regardless of not having the surgery. But I think the physical healing really helped me bolster up the the mental and emotional healing. As a functional nutritionist and working with women right now who are going through this exact same thing, perhaps they don't have the ability to do the operation or that's not the goal or that's not going to help them anyway. They're in a different track maybe. How do you go about helping them get that physical aspect up and then align that with a more solid, confident mental outlook? With my clients, I start with the physical healing pieces. So that is reworking their diet, getting in some purposeful, intentional supplements into their routine. It's really the low-hanging fruit when we think of feeling better. It's those immediate things in our control. Because I know, having lived it, it's a bit of a hierarchy of needs process. And they have to reach some milestones physically before we can get into that deeper healing I'm not saying that diet and supplementation is more important than your mental health, but it is a lot easier to help someone when their physical needs are met. So I do start there. And when my clients start to get these wins and start feeling better, their hope comes back, their trust in their body comes back. They want to see what other bits of progress they can make. And that's when we get deeper into self-care routines and mindset shifts and beliefs and these other pieces of healing that I do believe are so important, but I don't start there. Um, So they do all the physical stuff and we inch our way into that while they have me to lean on for support um, Mm -hmm. during the whole process. You talk about on your website about the things you can control, the diet, the exercise, the routine, the habits. And I'm assuming that's the first step in your process as a functional nutritionist is really getting somebody in and taking some personal inventory in regards to what they're doing on a physical basis to help them along and to create as solid a foundation as possible to work off of and then work into the alignment, the mental, emotional, spiritual alignment with that. 100%. And it's interesting. I work in a three-month capacity with clients. And so sometimes midway or towards the end, they're having realizations that they need to change jobs 
or that they've been giving too much to other people and letting others drain their energy and something that they've taken away is that they need better boundaries. And that's not necessarily a written out pillar of my program, but I just had a client send me paragraphs of what she's taken away by her end of her session. And it has a lot to do with the inner work and how she wants to feel mentally and emotionally. Yes, those things do come in time and people are often surprised at what they take away from entering a program they think is mostly just about those physical changes. Isn't that fascinating that that happens? I was a personal trainer for years and years, just in the gym, like doing the work. And they'd always come in and say, oh, I want to do this. I want to get better. I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10, 15 pounds. And the funny part about it is that they come in with that part. But the fact of the matter is, unless you align yourself mentally, physically, emotionally with doing that and with accepting that for what it is, it's not going to work. You just can't go in and lift a bunch of weights and then go home and go into your same shtick. Somebody thinking about or having issues or not feeling great about themselves. What would you suggest is like a first step into this process? So I think acknowledging that they may have a I say this with love, but maybe a victim mindset or sick mindset, which makes sense if they've been through pain, you have that lens of everything's painful, everything is hard. I think acknowledging that's where you may be right now. And knowing that adopting, I call it an empowered mindset or a healing mindset will be your end goal. So I think just orienting yourself to where you are and where your bigger picture is, knowing you don't have to jump there today or tomorrow, but just having that in your line of vision. But something more tangible is picking one thing to change in your life. And so for a lot of people, they aren't eating right. And whether it's hydration or swapping out water for soda or something more basic, getting yourself to get one win, make one change, do it consistently. Once it's under your belt, pick something else. I think a lot of times people are overwhelmed thinking of all the ways their life is not the way they want it to be. But I recommend sticking with one change until it's part of your new routine and move on to another one. 110%. It's always the overwhelming part that keeps people stuck because there literally is a lot of stuff you can do, like maybe hundreds of things that you can do. But that's not the point, is it? The point is to start with one thing and use that as a small win and then work off of that. Alexa Federico, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Can you talk about your website and what you have to offer and how anybody can get a hold of you? Sure thing. So my website and my Instagram, where is the social media I use the most? It's just girl and healing and girlandhealing.com. I have a private one-on-one remote practice and I have a course coming out later this month for Crohn's and colitis specifically. Great. And you have a book too, right? I do have a book. Yes. I have a book um, called The Complete Guide to Crohn's Disease and Ulcerative Colitis. And then this year I wrote a companion ebook which is dialed in on the food. So my first book's a general guide of getting started with having Crohn's or colitis. And this ebook is a full guide on eating, whether you're in a flare, in remission, somewhere in between. Love it. And I'm going to put the information, the contact information in my show notes anyway. So they'll be in there as well. And in regards to me, I've got tonydufrain.com. You can also go to theconfidencedoc.com. That's the new website. I've got an ebook that I have that I'm going to be posting on there that is coming out. That's really a summation of my entire online course or my keynote. And I'll have that up there. And if you can get, if you want to get a hold of me, it's Tony at theconfidencedoc.com. Hope things are good. Thank you again, Alex. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.